Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, uh, this is going to be a D Ford special. Uh, major news coming out in the NFL just all over the place with free agency tampering period. But the 49ers go out and they make a deal. We have been begging. Uh, a lot of people have been whining and complaining about John Lynch on Twitter. And it, it just seems that as soon as any deal is made anywhere in the NFL, everybody just gets pissed off that we didn't make that deal as a 49ers fan. And, you know, we have the cap room. We have all those things. And I want to talk about the deal, uh, the trade, the fit, the game film, all these different things from D Ford and what this means for the 49ers. So, you know, if we look at last year and where the 49ers were, we were absolutely horrendous. If you look at a pressure standpoint, uh, this is the number one flaw for the 49ers. And it's it's generating pressure and turnovers. So we go out and we trade for D Ford, and we're going to break down kind of his college, what he's done in the NFL for the Chiefs, and all of those things. But what I want to focus on first is just the trade compensation. You know, I talked about on here just I think three or four episodes ago how I would feel about trading for D Ford. I did not think it was going to happen, especially after the Chiefs released. Um, Justin Houston, then I for sure didn't think it's going to happen because now the Chiefs are without you know their top two pass rushers. I, I'm not quite sure what they're doing there. But I didn't think it was going to happen, and I said if it does happen, it's got to be less than a two. If we give up less than a two, then I'm very, very happy. And so I, I can hear you saying, well, we did give up a two, so why do you sound this way? Well, we gave up a 2020 second-round pick. It's not a second-round pick this year. Um, so in the way that draft trades, if you follow the NFL draft, the way that GMs kind of calculate everything is a draft pick next year, you just subtract a round. So if we were to trade a 2019 third-round pick, you would swap that for a 2020 second-round pick. So the delay in waiting the year, you basically would subtract a round. And, and so a 2022nd is equivalent to a 2019 third. However, in the 49ers case, that's a little bit different because if we were to trade our second round pick this year, we are the number four overall pick in the second round. I know that we're number two in the first round, but because we have the same uh, record as the other two teams, it kind of inverses so that everybody else can get a different spot per round. If we look at the third round, we pick third. Fourth round, we pick second. So you can kind of see how it rotates. Two, four, three, two, um, and it just keeps doing that. Four, three, two, over and over and over again. So the first round is the one that matters the most, obviously. So uh, the fact that not only are we not trading this year's second round pick, um, we are betting on ourselves. The 49ers are basically saying this. You know, if we were to trade that pick right now, our second round pick, that's the number 36 overall in a very, very deep draft. By saying we're trading the 2020 
second round pick. This helps us out even more because we're expected to win more games. You know, obviously you can never gauge the health of a player, and we're going to talk about the health of D Ford and the injuries that he's gone through because he's got quite a few. Uh, that's probably the biggest hesitation I have on this is just you know how many injuries he's had but we're not planning on picking in the top 36 in the second round so you know if you look at a team that's eight and eight for example you're going to be picking around 54 instead of 36 where we are picking now so that's a 20 you know 15 to 20 drop if we are just at 500 um, now, obviously, there are 32 picks in each round, especially in the first two rounds. There's no comp picks. So who knows? We win the Super Bowl, best case scenario. Uh, that would be pick number 64. So it's got some range. Now, again, let's say, you know, all hell breaks loose and injuries galore takes place and uh, things go awkwardly or badly. It, then we're looking at a 36 next year. That's going to be rough uh, losing that pick. But I will say that John Lynch has maximized what he has done with the second round pick. Uh, you know, obviously getting Jimmy Garoppolo for the trade with the New England Patriots and now getting your pass rusher. Now, I do not believe that our pass rusher is solidified. Uh, D Ford is incredible. But we are not done at that position. I guarantee you um, we will be drafting another edge player in the draft. And if we stay at two, that sure as hell better be Nick Bosa if he is there. But there are several pass rushers here. Now, let's jump to D Ford and the contract. So the, the trade comes out, and it's really, really funny because the Odell Beckham trade gets blasted all over media, NFL Network, and all that stuff. And then within minutes, literally three minutes um, you start seeing little quips about, well, there's a possible trade with the San Francisco 49ers and uh, the Chiefs. And so everybody's like, whoa, what's going on? But, you know, obviously Odell Beckham being the star that he is, NFL Network is not even going to talk about that. They didn't talk about it for about an hour and a half after the trade went down. So it, everything starts to say, well, this is dependent upon getting a contract workout with D Ford because he was franchised. And so you're not going to trade, you know, a future second round draft pick for a one year deal um, unless maybe you're the Seahawks with a D lineman that they're not going to resign. Uh, there are people out there that do that. I don't believe that that is a good move, but whatever. Um, so we quickly have a deal worked out and we don't have all of the terms yet. We just have the rough numbers and it comes out to five years, eighty seven and a half million dollars. Now, for everybody, it's like, man, why are we paying that much? You've got to back off. He is actually going to receive a little bit less than what he would have received per year uh, under the franchise tag. So he is getting significant. It comes out to $17.5 million a year. But again, this is before we see all the details with Parag. You know, Parag Maroth, our financials guy, is just a wizard and absolutely incredible. All of his deals are very incentive and percentage play base you know if you look at Richard Sermon or Jarek McKinnon or just any of these people uh, Jimmy Garoppolo they're all basically they get p players to bet on themselves and even though it's a five-year deal I guarantee you there's going to be a lot of outs here uh, it's going to be front-loaded because we have contract we have money now but it's not going to take up everything. So uh, that's kind of what the deal is 17 and a half million dollars and again if we look at after the Quan Alexander deal, um, we still have $43 million plus cap space, uh, which puts us as number seven in the league for this year. So uh, this was before the D4 deal. So if you're going to say, 
you know, it's probably going to be more than just the 17 million this year is my assumption. Um, it's probably going to be closer to 20 million cap uh, cap space this year, which would knock us down to about 23. And if that was the case, that puts us as number 20 in the league. And on top of that, if you look at the amount of players that we already have signed, we have 69 players signed, which is number one in the NFL. Uh, there are several teams that are down in the 50s still. We have a lot of our players under contract. And so what that means is we don't have to add more. Yes, obviously we do want to add more. Earl Thomas is still out there. Goodness, I hope that we sign that guy. That would just be ideal and fix another major need. Probably now the biggest need is safety position, both of those safety positions, especially that free-ranging safety. But anyway, I digress. Let's go back to D Ford. Now, let's talk about what he did in college. Uh, out of Auburn, you know, he's 6'2", 252 pounds is what he was weighed in, in at. And then um, at the Combine. Now, in college, he led the SEC at Auburn in sacks his senior year. He goes out and gets 12 sacks or, um, sorry, yeah, he gets 11 sacks. Sorry about that. And led the SEC in sacks. 14 and a half tackles for loss. Um, you know, he's a four-year player. He played his freshman, sophomore, junior. He had an issue. He had an injury his junior year and was able to get an additional redshirt year and then his senior year after that. So he is he, he played a lot. And because of that, he is a little bit older. Um, his birthday is actually next week. What's well, a way to bring in your birthday? Man, sign a gigantic contract for $87.5 million. So congratulations. Happy early birthday there. But he will turn 28 uh, this week. So you're talking about a five-year deal. Again, the NFL now. Um, almost the last year is always negated, whether through contract renegotiations, cuts, trades, um, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's a five-year deal. Give it what it is, which means he's going to be playing all the way up till 32 if he lives out his contract. And as a fan, you always want them to play well enough to live out their contract. If they're out of their contract, that means they didn't live up to it, and that's a major problem. So, so that's kind of who he is in college. So he comes out. He is drafted in the first round, number 23 overall, in the 2014 draft. And the rules, uh, you know, the scouting report on him, I remember it. My computer crashed, and I don't have that exact one anymore. But I remember saying elite first step, great off the edge, perfect for a 3-4 defense. And unfortunately, uh, <laughs> my scouting report hasn't changed much on him. You know, I've gone through two game films uh, as – the day has gone and once everything came out, so I broke down two game films and hopefully I'll have some of those clips and notes up on Twitter. But basically the, the same thing is this. Um, you know, he goes out, his first step is unreal. His quickness is unreal. He wins with speed and leverage because he is six foot two. Um, he is able to get underneath those huge six foot seven, you know, six foot six offensive tackles and he uses that leverage well. Because once he gets in there, the bend is elite. The first step is elite. But the problem is, in every single one of his sacks, every one of them, he's standing up. <laughs> they ran a 3-4. Um, so he is a guy that's coming way off the edge, wide nine. And so what are the 49ers going to do? Are they going to adapt and force him to put his hand on the ground and do something he has not done. Now, I will say this. He did play the 4-3 role in Auburn. If you go back and watch his film there, and he was very successful, as I said, led the SEC in sacks whenever he was there. So is he going to do that? Is that what he is uh, you know, going to do? Or 
Uh, are we going to do a little bit more wide nine? Yeah, he could play Sam linebacker, um, you know, when we're in our traditional 4-3 on early downs. But if there's any hint of passing, I guarantee you he's going to be coming off the edge. So let's talk a little bit about what he brought in 2018 because his season was just unbelievable. Um, so let's go through some of the, the metrics and some of the stats. First off, 16 sacks. Holy freaking cow. Um, yeah, DeForest Buckner's unreal and has been amazing and been our number one sack guy. But 16 sacks from this guy. And people are going to say, yeah, but he's only had one good year. No, that's not true. He had 12 sacks in 2006. So out of the two out of the last three years, this guy's had double-digit sacks. So if we're getting double-digit sacks, if he gets 10 sacks, we're getting our money's worth in the NFL. That's just the way that it is. Sacks are one of the hardest things to come by. And if you watched any of the 49ers games last year, you can tell that's where we are deficient. So if you add 10 sacks to this 49ers defense with Buckner and his double-digit sacks, now you have a stable pass rush and defense that could force turnovers. You force turnovers, that brings the points scored on your defense down, creates offensive opportunities, and you can kind of see how all those things go together. It's a giant mousetrap. One thing triggers, it all goes according to plan. So, um, you know, he, he was absolutely incredible as a defender. And, you know, based on pro football focuses ranks, which, you know, Take this for what you want. He is the number 11 rated edge right below. Uh, 0.3 points below Demarcus Lawrence, who everybody wanted, and a full point above Miles Garrett. Now, if you just look at the pass rush grades by themselves, not complete defense, he is number one by a lot. Um, he, he, he's by himself. Ahead of Von Miller, J.J. Watt, Khalil Mack, Olivia Vernon, Demarcus. He's number one in the NFL. He is the most efficient pass rusher, according to Pro Football Focus, and they judge every single snap. So if you want to walk away from this and say, man, you know, did we get better? Hell yeah, we got better. Uh, is the contract going to impair us and hurt us in the future? We're going to have to wait and see. $17 million, I don't think it's – we have to spend money. Um, you know, it, a lot of people don't understand the current CBA that we have says – Every single team, all 32 teams, have to pass 89%. It's called the 89% rule. You have to spend 89% of your salary cap, and the 49ers have not in the past three years. So one year out of those four years, you have to pass that number. The 49ers got close a few times, but we're below that as far as the uh, four years if you average in 2018. We're not going to be below that now. So we're going to be past that. We're going to be up close to 96% now. You ask, well, what would have happened if you don't do that? Basically, let's say you only spent 87% of the cap on um, you know your players. That extra 2% of the cap, whatever that would be, would be divided up. It would be given to the NFLPA, and then the NFLPA divides that up amongst your players. And so it's not like you can roll that money forward. Um, the money's just going to disappear. Now, that cash goes to players, which is a good thing, but that's wasted money. You could have signed an additional player. So we had to spend money, and I think we're, I don't think we're finished. We will spend some more money, whether it's you know top-tier talent like um, Earl Thomas, which I am hoping for, or just some more role players to come in and compete. But as I said, we have 69 players signed currently and that's before the draft so we're getting pretty close to a full um kind of roster to move into otas with so anyway that's where we are with that let's go back through some more of his stats 16 sacks more importantly than that he had 49 hurries 
which is just incredible. Um, you know, his tackles were great. He's not a huge tackle guy, solo tackle guy. Yeah, he had 36 solo stops, but he's not a person that's going to be a power run game player. Uh, you know, his run game rank as far as edge players pushes him down pretty far. Um, but another thing that's very, very special about him, he has, all right, are you ready for it? Seven forced fumbles in one year. <laughs> in one year, he has seven forced fumbles, which is, if you look at where our deficiencies were last year, it was all about, man, turnovers and sacks, turnovers and sacks. And so this is the thing that's so special about this guy is he does so much and he has done so much. So, you know, if you look at D Ford again, you know, you go back to his sacks and what he was able to put up. He's two off of the number one player, you know, um, J.J. Watt at the edge position. If you want to get in and talk about defensive tackles, that's fine, whatever. But this kid can play. Not only can he get sacks, if you watch his highlights, whenever he gets around the edge on the quarterback, he loves to come from the blind side. He gets his arms in and he rips at the hands of the quarterback. He's not the kind of guy that's going to go in and knock the quarterback out of the game with a devastating blow. No, he's a quick guy and he's a smart guy. Seven forced fumbles against the quarterback is beyond elite. Uh, that is incredible. So that's something to look forward to. I really do like this. Um, you know, as time goes on and I keep breaking down his film and th this is what we do as fans, right? It's got it, like your friend is in a relationship and you've got to decide, do I like my friend's spouse or significant other or do I not? And that's kind of the stage we're in. We do this in the draft every year. Man, why the hell did we pick that guy? Then you like read some reports, you watch some film, you look at some numbers, you're like, uh, yeah, all right, all right, all right. You know, I'm not a big fan of giving up draft capital and paying top dollar, but the fact that it was a 2023rd, or sorry, 2022nd round pick makes me feel much better. We're going to have our full draft this year, and one of the main critiques were, man, we can't trade away picks because we're already short one pick. Um, you know, we got one pick back in a comp trade, but and a compensation compensation pick back because of the free agents we lost, but. I think we're going to be okay. And if we look at the draft, it would take a step back and say, all right, D Ford made our pass rush better. I'm not satisfied at that position. We definitely need to address that in the first or second round. I still say first round. But let's just say the worst thing happens and Nick Bosa does go number one overall. It's looking like it's going to be Kyler Murray or a trade or something along those lines, maybe Quentin Williams, whatever. But let's just say hypothetically, Nick Bosa does go number one overall to whomever, whether Cardinals stay there, Raiders trade up, whatever. Now the 49ers have options because we do not have to sit there and say, well, we're just taking the next best pass rusher, whether we have them number six on our board or number 15 on our board or whatever. We don't have to do that. We can trade out and recoup that 2022nd that we got rid of. Because I guarantee you this, even if Kyler Murray goes number one and we want to trade out a Bosa, whatever. I'm not saying I would do that. Let's just play with the numbers a little bit. Somebody will trade up to number two if we want them to. Because there are two quarterbacks that the NFL is sold on. And there are several teams that do not have a quarterback. You look at the Giants and what they were able to accumulate today. An additional first, an additional third and not to mention the other players that they were able to accumulate with, you know, offensive guard, um, you know, Zeitler. They were able to get uh, lots of other pieces, you know, the safety, Jabril Peppers. 
they have draft capital now to where they're going to say, look, we're in sell mode. We've given away a lot of our best players to accumulate. Well, what are they accumulating for? Is it to wait at number six and see which quarterback falls? Or are they going to jump up for Haskins or Kyler Murray if that's the person that's there? And what I'm saying is there are going to be teams that want to jump up because there's still teams without quarterbacks. You know, if you look at the draft and the way that the board is structured, you don't have to look far. Even with Nick Foles signing in places, whatever. There's rumors out there that Oakland really, really wants Kyler Murray. I get that. New York Giants are picking at six. You know, how long are they going to stay? Even if they believe in Eli, it seems like they're trickling that down to that uh, rebuild mode. So that's going to be there too. Um, you know, Buffalo, they're sold there, but they have so much draft capital, they could do something to jump up for a pass rusher if they want to get one of those elite guys. Denver, Joe Flacco, great. He's in his mid-30s. Not going to be your guy at 10. Uh, Cincinnati, they're picking 11. How long is Andy Dalton going to last? Don't know. Miami, picking at 13. They they lost they <laughs> lost a backup quarterback that they wanted to pay starter money. Teddy Bridgewater, they offered him more money to come compete to be a starter. He said, no thanks. What are they going to do? They've got to get somebody. Um, Washington, yeah, I get it. They traded for you know Case Keenum. Definitely not the answer at 15. There are so many positions. So many teams. We're, we're That's just the top 15. We're still not talking about teams like the New England Patriots or Los Angeles Chargers or Pittsburgh Steelers that have a very aging 36, 37-year-old quarterback, all of which have flirted with the idea of retirement or even older. There is a market, and I would not be shocked in the least if somebody jumps up. So anyway... Hopefully this helps. Again, we gave up the 2020 second round pick, not a 2019, and we got D Ford. We've agreed to the terms. We do have to wait for the trade to go through, but we will be back. Hopefully the 49ers make more big news, but if not, we are going to continue our uh, breakdown of NFL draft prospects. I got cornerbacks coming up, which, you know, with the signing of D Ford, it, 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 rumors came out, you know, we were offering uh, Nicole Roby a contract to come here and he chose not to take it so he wanted to go on a one-year deal instead for more money instead of the two-year deal we were offering you know that's a bummer but it lets you know this front office we are not satisfied with that cornerback position so we got a lot more stuff coming up i'll let you know all the drafts in and outs of what's up there but stay strong faithful and realize we got better today the 2018 49 2019-49ers are a better football team today than they were when we woke up this morning. So that is something to take, <laughs> relax, breathe, allow free agency to take its course. We don't have to sign everybody right away. There's still plenty of guys out there that can help our team, and we will make more moves. So stay strong, faithful. Also, just want to take a quick second to thank our sponsor, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. These guys are the absolute best in the industry. Uh, man, it's free agency. And we're getting all these new players. And if you want something from your uh, you know, new player that the 49ers got or whoever, you don't need to go any further than Game Day Sports and Memorabilia. Head over there. Uh, they've got pages and pages of nothing but Niners stuff. Jerseys, helmets, everything. Uh, let them know that the 49ers Rush Podcast sent, uh, sent you. They are incredible and very easy to work with. And, man, their shipping and authenticity, every single thing that they give you, comes with the authenticated certificate that lets you know that the stuff that you get is real. So head over there again, Game Day Sports and Memorabilia.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.